Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday, bringing you to 11 o'clock this fine morning. Super Bowl Woo! Sunday morning, 3.30 on Fox today. Uh, we spent some of the first hour talking about LeBron and Kobe and Damian Lillard, and we spent some of the uh, first hour talking about uh, the Super Bowl. So if you missed any of it and want to listen, it'll be on the Les Schwab Tires podcast on 1080thefan.com and radio.com app. This hour, we got Hater 11 coming up at 10.30. I want to do a segment probably coming up next on the Hall of Fame class and the awards that came out yesterday. Also, I want to talk a little uh, little halftime show, little little commercials, which haven't been very good the last few years, in my opinion. So hopefully we'll get some better commercials this year. So that's all coming up this hour. But uh, I wanted to talk a little about the coaching situation here. I think most people, unless you're from this, the, the Niners area or you're a Niners fan, will likely be rooting for the Chiefs this year for for one reason, and that's Andy Reid. Um, if, you, if you've if you been reading or following the stories or watching the video vignettes that they've been doing, you're learning about how much of Andy Reid's legacy rides on winning a Super Bowl. And this is his best chance since – what year was that when he went with the Eagles? Uh, 2004, I think, three or four. Is it that long ago? It's yeah, so ago. it's been almost 15 years plus that, that since he's made a Super Bowl – regarded as one of the best coaches of our generation and good guy, genuine person, you know, we got, you know, you can have the funny costume angle. If you want people dress up like Andy Reed and it's hilarious. And there's the baby Andy Reed, people like Andy Reed. And I think a lot of people will pull for the chiefs in this game purely because it, it may be not his last chance. Cause the chiefs seem really good, but it, it feels like his time to finally get over the hump and win that super bowl. It feels like it's setting up that way. I should say, uh, obviously, I, I think the Niners will win personally, but it's just that there's that momentum that's kind of pushing that narrative for the game. Like, here it is. It's time for Andy Reid to make that final, that final last peg in his hole of coaches is to win the Super Bowl. That's how it feels. Uh, 2005 was the last time okay. Andy Reid. So exactly. 15 years. 15 years. Um, I don't know if I've rooted for a coach so hard that's not my own in, uh, in the past. And really since the, the, the Pats lost in the first week, I've really kind of been pulling for the Chiefs. I know that must sting you guys' ears to hear as, as Broncos fans. Um, but I don't like the Chiefs, but I like Patrick Mahomes and I like Andy Reid. So. I, I just I, I feel like Andy Reid is this is this is all he needs. Like he's obviously one of the best football minds we've ever seen. Uh, he's got a, a pretty good win percentage. Like he's had a, a, a litany of really good quarterbacks to you know to 
say that he's kind of taken to the next level or, or gotten them to a point to where they can even be considered uh, great. Uh, and I'm, I say that great and kind of reference to Donovan McNabb, you know, not so much to Alex Smith, but Alex Smith was a really good quarterback under Andy Reid. And it's, it's important that we kind of remember that. So I, I need, I want him to win this, you know, because when you think about the best coaches in football right now, um, all those guys have a ring, you know, currently, I mean, I mean, now, Shanahan, you know, and it goes without saying, he and McVay, I think we all know that it's it's going to come at some point. Like, they're going to coach themselves into a position to at least compete for another Super Bowl and things. But Andy Reid, you know, first time since 2005 being in this position, it's now or never. Honestly, like, not to say that the Chiefs can't get back here next year, but – it's the NFL. We've seen teams go from worst to first, you know, well, all the time. That's kind of why I said it feels like this could be the makings of a, I don't want to say a dynasty, but of a team that will always be at this point. I mean, you have you have the best quarterback in the AFC, right? Well, Lamar Jackson could say something about that, but yes, yeah, right. Lamar Jackson won MVP yesterday and deserved, but I think you have, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the AFC. Brady's about to retire. Got a year left, maybe two years, maybe. Rivers is out. Of, of LA, of uh, San Diego. I'm, I still like to say San Diego. It's hard not to say San Diego, right? Even though it's I weird. know it's wrong, I, I like want to say it because I'm annoyed that they left. Um, but it's 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 changing over to be Patrick Mahomes conference and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's other guys there, obviously, but it's it's changing over to be his. And to me, that means that he'll be back there in this at this point, whether it's the AFC Championship game or whatever, almost every single year. Which means if Andy Reid is still there, I don't see any signs why he wouldn't be then he has more chances. But you're right. You never know. The Rams were everybody's darlings last year, and what happened this year? Didn't make the playoffs. And if this had been Andy Reid 10 years ago, I, I would probably agree with all that as far as him, you know, staying on. But he's he's an old guy, you know. Andy Reid is somebody who's been coaching, 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 coaching for – Not older than Pete Carroll. Not older than Pete Carroll. But Pete Carroll is, I mean, without – being a body shame and Pete Carroll is an old guy that's in relatively good shape, you know, running around the sidelines up and down, running, clapping, chewing gum. Like right. Pete Carroll is somebody that Andy Reid knows his way around a hamburger. You know, he's, he's, he's pretty familiar with Ruth Chris, you know, so it's just, it's one of those things. So I'm not saying that he can't coach for longer, but as an older guy, as somebody who's been in this position for a long time, like, how much longer can you go? Let's just go ahead and say, for whatever reason, the Chiefs don't pull it off today. And I'm knocking on wood as I say that because I'd like the Chiefs to win. But let's just go ahead and say that they don't win today. What does that do for the legacy of Andy Reid? It's just he's going to well, he's again win the big the one. Super Bowl you know, it, and, you know who struggled with this for a long time was Roy Williams, for uh, uh, the head coach for North Carolina. You know, for a long time he just couldn't win the big one. You know, he just couldn't get it done. And then he finally won, and it was like, okay, we uh, Roy Williams is it's it's no question that. He's one of the best. Larry Brown, another guy that just, man, was there all the time or, or got not all the time but got there enough and just couldn't just couldn't put his flag down to say that we got this. And he finally got it, and then all was forgiven. Doc Rivers still has a job based on the fact that he won a championship in 2008. You know, And so, man, uh, Mike Tomlin, when you guys have talked about it, the most undisciplined team in all of football, but he's got two rings. So, and he's been there, what, is it two, three times? Oh, God, I'm terrible with this kind of trivia. Uh, yeah, sure, two, three times. Yeah, sure. and, but so, and he's got two of them in between there. Yeah, that's that's because Big Ben's got three, right? God, again, I'm terrible with this kind is of trivia. Is it two or three for Big Ben? Two. Two. Is it two? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Tomlin's been twice, but he's won one. 
So, again, you give him the benefit of the doubt. There's no need for benefit of the doubt with, with uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say Holmgren. Uh, because they look the same, but there's there's no benefit of the doubt there. So it's the it's just, upper it's, Midwest mustache. Yeah, they have. They looked. I, I used to get them so confused for so long. Um, but hopefully, if Andy Reid can pull this off, man, that will be the feather in the cap that he needs to be able to say that, man. Yes, I am indeed one of the greatest coaches of all time. That's all he needs is the hardware to prove it. On the flip side, um, Kyle Shanahan, young coach. Has a chance to make up for, granted, not his uh, his head coaching job, but as an offensive coordinator, his 28-3 to debacle against the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. There's actually a prop bet this year that the Niners will blow a 28-3 to lead because of <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> it's well, like 1,000 to 1 don't odds. Don't see that happening, but, but there's a good chance. It's, it's a possibility. It's just it's a funny prop bet. But um, uh, Shanahan, on the other hand, is, is young in his career, uh, although – when you look at him, he looks miserable. My God. He just looks like he, he looks like he, to talk to. He looks like he hates coaching, but he's so good at coaching. Don't all coaches kind of look like that, though? Just no. there's like a little bit like I mean, a Pete Carroll. Uh, Belichick just looks miserable. Like every single time you <laughs> ask him a question, he's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just talks like somebody who's just mad to That's be a there. Decent so. Belichick there. I like that. Yeah, well, you, you, know, know, you don't have to do much. The picture I saw, I mean, maybe it's not fair to say because sometimes when we're driving, we're all frustrated, but there was a picture from a media bus going into, I want to say it was the NFC Championship game, and Kyle Shanahan was in the car behind the bus, and one of the media members took the picture. Shanahan is just sitting there, dead-eyed, staring ahead. <laughs> it's like, maybe he's just annoyed because he's sitting behind a slow bus. I don't know. But I looked at that, and I was like, dude, do you think why that, are you so miserable? That, Come on, you're about to coach in the NFC Championship game. That brings up a good point, you know, because going into the Super Bowl, the week of media and parties, and things you got to be at, interviews guys got to do, and all these types, you would think that gets a little, I just want to focus on the game. I just want to focus. If you're a coach, if you're a head coach, you're going into the biggest game of your career at that point. If you're Kyle Shanahan, you've never been the head coach of a Super Bowl. Like, I want to focus on the X's and O's and how I get out there and get this win. Like, I don't want to do this interview with NFL Network right now and then do another one with Fox and then do another one with whomever is broadcasting the game. It's like, man, can we just – I can imagine a lot of players and coaches are kind of like – let's just get this part over with. Like, you know, we come here. So I can imagine why at this point he's looking kind of like a little frustrated because we've heard a lot of players say, man, now it's just time to get down and play. Like it's been fun and all this stuff, but I'm ready to play. I wish we could have played a week ago. You know, I think there's a lot of players that kind of feel like, man, let's just keep it, keep it moving. Yeah. I think I'd be kind of annoyed. I you know, despise at, by, the two weeks. By, 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 I think by Wednesday of the week, I'd be okay. I don't want to do another interview. I'm cool. Well, think of the stress of the league, right? Like it, it's, it's funny. Um, uh, you know, uh, they were talking at the beginning of the season, at the, um, you know, when they were comparing um, Joe Flacco to Tom Brady. And they're like, look at Joe Flacco. He looks like a 60-year-old, like, grandpa. And then, like, look at Tom Brady. He looks like he's, like, 25 and in great shape. But That's plastic surgery for you, right? But Flacco's, Man. like. <laughs> Dating a supermodel. Flacco's, <laughs> what, uh, like, three, four years younger than Brady. Like, I think he's, like, 38. And so you're going, what's the deal? And they're like, well, Flacco's got six kids. So you have the stress of the NFL, stress of having a, of being a dad family. Like, well, doesn't Brady a, have three kids? Does he? There's at least a couple. No, kids, but it's right? not six. You know, you can oh, say okay, the same but... thing about like, you know, you got Philip Rivers has eight and eight. But like, I, I think there's like the stresses of like, you have the stress of the NFL, and then Antonio if you Cromart. you add the family onto it, right? <laughs> so it's like, um. 
Bill Belichick, man, like that guy lives, breathes, does nothing but football. That's the that's the life of a of, of a football coach, right? Like, did, did you see, by the way, not to break you off your point, but did you see the picture of him and his his wife or girlfriend going at to the Gronk's Gronk party? The Gronk party. Belichick just looked he looked miserable going to a no, pool party. No, I was gonna say he had Belich- a nice little flower shirt on. Belichick looked kind of happy. It was kind of nice. He was like, I don't have to stress right now. This is great. He I, was in he was in his little flower Hawaiian shirt and he was smiling and. I'll, I'll be honest. It's it's kind of nice not to stress about throwing a Super Bowl party or being a part of any of the like. It's kind of okay to. Oh yeah, okay. I'm just saying, like, I mean, of course, do you want to play in the Super Bowl? Do you want to play in the Super Bowl? Of course. But I'll be honest. Feels great not to have to stress today, guys. Yeah, feels great not to have to worry about buying stuff and. Where are my people talking about your team bad for for three hours? So don't worry. You guys are Broncos fans. You've been to the Super Bowl like twice in the past. You know, a few years. So, well, it's like you guys know. I don't know. It's it's like I I don't believe (laughs) that that Kyle Shanahan hates his job, but I could see how it would look like he hates his job when when you're an NFL coach, you're literally coaching basically. You're you're basically working sixteen hours a day. It is ridiculous when you hear what these coaches do. Like they literally sleep in their offices, and you're as a family, you basically have to write off your your dad, husband, whatever for like six months. Like they're gone. They're just gone and so by the end of that i could see where you just look like a haggard pissed off mess he you does know? look he looks very tired he does he looks he, he they looks all like look he like they've been on benders in six months <laughs> like all the, every coach in the nfl like especially when Except it comes to Super Bowl time, they look like pete carroll looks young and young because pete carroll sleeps right? in, the, in a hyper what's the what's the little, uh, hyperbaric, the little chamber. Cha- yeah, hyperbaric chamber that's what he sleeps in so i mean I don't, I don't know it feels like being a head coach at the college or nfl level is just a draining job, and so it just gives I feel me like all the more. College is worse because you have to recruit. Absolutely, but even on the NFL, like now, it's you're, you, you've got to please, man. Literally, you're in charge of everything. Like I'm, no, nah, I'm. That's that's too much responsibility for me. So I, I have a lot of respect for every NFL coach and for every NFL GM and all these guys that have to go through uh, this 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 couple weeks. Because while it's fun for them, I assume I can imagine it being incredibly tiring. And I just really want to focus on the game and practice. Let's uh, take a quick break from the Super Bowl. Coming up next, we got the award winners in a Hall of Fame class announced yesterday. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1022 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Jesse with you till 11 o'clock. Hater to love it's coming up next. And uh, we'll wrap up the show today. Talking a little halftime show and commercials. But uh, quick break from the Super Bowl as we had a Hall of Fame class announced yesterday. And we also had our NFL awards get announced yesterday. I'll start with the Hall of Fame class. And um, here is who is making the Hall of Fame this year. Troy Palomalu. Absolutely. Steve Atwater, former Bronco. Absolutely. Isaac Bruce, Rams receiver. Uh, yeah, okay, yes. Uh, Seahawks Vikings guard, Steve Hutchinson. For sure. And a former Colt, Edrin James. The only issue I have with anyone is Isaac Bruce, but then I have to remember how good Isaac Bruce was with the greatest show on turf. Oh, like, yeah, He sure. was He and Torrey Holt amazing. together. Absolutely. I, I had an Isaac Bruce. It's the first uh, football jersey I ever personally bought with my own money was Isaac Bruce. The, my first thought was, that's the Hall of Fame class? 
And I think the part of the problem for me was that the last two years' classes were insanely good. Yes. Right? So last year it was Champ Bailey, Tony Gonzalez, and Ed Reed. And the year before it was Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, and Randy Moss. And this year you're like, what was T.O.? Was T.O. last year too? Steve Atwater. <laughs> was T.O. last year too? No. Or the year not. before? No, neither. He got in though, right? I don't. Yeah, T.O. got in. Just reading here, about class of 2019, class of 2018. Um, unless those are just the players who are in their first year of eligibility, I could be misremembering that. But um, either way, I looked at it and I was like, oh, yay, Steve Atwater made it. Steve Hutchinson made it. I, I mean, Troy Polamalu deserves it 100%, right? One of the best safeties for that we watched when we were, when we were watching him. Uh, Edrian James, to me, uh, despite the fact that I know statistic statistically he was great, he was rookie of the year, he led the league in rushing a couple of times, um, was great for the Colts. I looked at that and I was like, Edrian James? Made the Hall of Fame? Okay, sure. Uh, just because when I think of Edger and James, I don't think Hall of Famer, you know? Um, we talk about this in baseball all the time. When I I'm, when I look at how the Hall of Fame, it's like, do when I watch that guy play, was that guy a Hall of Famer? And oftentimes if the question is like, oh, I don't know, maybe, it's like, yeah, he probably shouldn't be a Hall of Famer then. So that's why I was like, oh, Edger and James. Oh, well, okay, maybe. But to me, this is Troy Palomalo. This is his class. Um Obviously deserving of being a Hall of Famer. Loved watching him play. Great personality. Great hair. Nice guy. Um, didn't he live here for a bit? Wasn't he from here? Or he has family from here from or something? Here. He's from Oregon. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Like, I want to say like Brooks or something like that. Yeah. So Yeah, something, go, something crazy. Go Palomalo. Yeah. No, I mean, Troy Palomalo is a no-brainer. Um, he's... At the strong safety position, he's one of four guys all time that you can that you can really make the argument that they're the best strong safety of all the time. All time, you know, I think there's I think there's four guys in in that conversation, and he just happens to be one of them. So uh, Troy Palomalo, it, it goes without saying, he's a two time Super Bowl winner, uh, defensive player of the year. Like Palomalo, they didn't even call plays for him; he just got to go rogue and go rover. Like whatever you just go get the best guy out there, Troy. Like that was that was the whole game plan for Troy Palomalo. Like you, the defense, you run this, Troy. You just take care of your job. Um, I remember watching Edron James. Edron James at, at his at his best, and and Jesse can I don't know if he can agree or not, but at his best playing with those Colts teams, Edron James was was as close to unstoppable as, as a running back as you'll find. Like I mean, honestly, and it's for multiple years. You know for. I think he says uh, career 9,000, a little over 9,000 yards, 13th all-time, uh, or excuse me, uh, 13th all-time NFL history with 12,246 yards, uh, 16th with 15,000. Like, he's, he's – He was filthy. He was he was legit. And, you know, I just think the fact that they never won that Super Bowl with Edron James is kind of the, the reason that I think a lot of us forget, you know, because it ended up being like, who was the next running back for the, for the Colts? That was – Good. Joseph Adai. Joseph Adai was oh the next God, running back. I forgot about he was Adai. good, but he was no he wasn't no damn Adrian James. Like so since Miami, that dude was just unstoppable. Man, big gold grill in his mouth and stuff like that. Like Adrian James was Dade County through and through. And so yes, I absolutely believe he should have been in the Hall of Fame. Like the one guy I guess I would struggle with was was just Isaac Bruce because he had a couple of really good years, but outside of that, it's one of those one of those really good years just happened to be a Super Bowl year where right. the where the Steelers, excuse me, the Steelers, <laughs> where the Rams were absolutely unstoppable at that point. Marshall, everybody from Marshall Falk to Kurt Warner, I think that's a uh, Marshall Falk was the MVP of of that team and everything. Like they were, they were filthy, and he was just one of the many filthy parts to that team. So, man, yeah, I, 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 these guys are, 
And then, you know, Steve Hudson, like, come on, man. Like, if you're from the Northwest, then that's a name, especially from the offensive line. Like, he's one of the few offensive linemen that you actually yeah, it's talked a cl- about. it's a classic name for an yeah. offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those few names that you actually talked about from offensive line. So I'm okay with this with this class. Uh, and T.O. did get in. He's class of 2018. He did his speech from University of Chattanooga where he ended up going to school. So, you know, not first – should have been first ballot, wasn't whatever the case gotcha. is. So what I was reading was just the fir- first ballot, guys. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then also we had the awards. So Rookie of the Year went to Nick Bosa. That's a Niners defensive end. We'll see him today. Defensive Player of the Year went to the Patriots' Stephon Gilmore. Offensive Player of the Year went to Michael Thomas on the Saints. Rookie of the Year offensive was uh, Kyler Murray. Defensive Rookie of the Year uh, was Nick Bosa. So I guess he got Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year. And um, comeback player of the year was Ryan Tannehill. Scrolling down here, scrolling down. Uh, Coach of the year, John Harbaugh. MVP, Lamar Jackson. Don't you have to be good to come back the first time? The second time? Like, like you have to have been like, okay, I was killing first. And then. No, you don't have to be killing. Look, this is so weird. I don't know why. What would you come back to? I don't know why this is. I don't know why I'm like this. But. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because I feel like when I watch Ryan Tannehill play originally, I thought he was pretty good for the Dolphins. He wasn't the best, but I was like, you know, this Tannehill guy has got some skill. And then he fell off the face of the earth, and then he came back with Tennessee, and he was great this year. So, I mean, he wasn't the best, but he wasn't bad or anything. <laughs> he is the perfect guy that, it like, he he's fine in a West Coast system where you spread the ball short, short passes and let your Four yards receivers do the work. Cause when you think about it, it's like what big plays did was Ryan Tanhill really responsible for? Cause those big plays I think of, I'm like, Oh, AJ Brown, like, like breaking free for like a 60 yard touchdown run or John. He Smith. made a, he made the 49 yard pass in the first game of the playoffs. Um, Oh my God! Against the Pats on that third, on yeah, that the Johnny Smith down the middle Beautiful. or whatever. It wasn't Johnny Smith was the one who made the one-handed catch in the corner. It was some guy I actually hadn't heard of over the down the middle. It was a, it was a huge play. Oh, I forget his name, Taiwan Jones or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good Tannehill play. Great throw. But I mean, it, he to me like most of the what the success from Tennessee this year has been Tannehill, Tannehill making a safe play and the receiver making the play. Like it, it's less on Tannehill being a good quarterback and more on him having good playmakers around him. So the, I'm curious if this is going to be something that's sustainable next year or if if he's going to be able to take another step because we've seen similar things from Tannehill. I, I agree. Like we're like there was a year there was a year where it's like he was. Uh, I hate relating things to fantasy, but where he was putting up yards, he was putting up touchdowns. He was a good fantasy quarterback, and the next year it was old Ryan Tannehill again. So. I'm just curious. He has put together an entire season of being a good quarterback and then come back down to earth. Will he be able to do it again? All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, let's get to hate it or love it. But first, Jesse has Sports Center. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, that music means it's time for Hate It or Love It. Rashad got the record win last week. I think he won by like three or four points or something. Woo! Not sure we've ever seen that before. Uh, all right, Jesse. 
What do we got today? I'm assuming we're doing mostly Super Bowl based stuff or uh, what's the what's the plan today? Uh, I mean, it's all all football. Yeah, there is a football question. There is a college one there is in a here. Football question. Yeah, I, would hope I, so. I mean, there's a Super Bowl question. There's a college question. There is a Hall of Fame question. And then, you know, we could always possibly add a fourth one in there if you guys tie. Okay. You know, but if I mean. Rashad is anything like last week. Okay, I mean, okay. might as well just pack it up and go home. Fingers crossed, bro. Okay. That's always the plan for it to always be like last okay. week. Yeah. Let's, let's get into I mean, the questions. I mean, right? I've never seen anybody get beat down okay, the way that Mike Lynch did last week. <laughs> Felt good, Jesse. I understand. <laughs> What's the first question? I don't know. All right. Uh, so going into the Super Bowl, once again, we I, I kind of made a little bit of mention of the, to this is there's been only one perfect NFL team in all of the history of the NFL. That is the uh, 72 Miami Dolphins, who to this day still pop a you know, bottle of champagne, get together and celebrate the fact that they're the only undefeated team in the NFL history uh, this year. Peyton got together with them in his Peyton places that he likes to do and well, at some point, this record's got to fall, right? Like, at some point, there will be an undefe- another undefeated team. It just seems like it, we, we, we came so close a couple years ago. Rashad almost had it in We're his hands. There. <laughs> Literally. Now we have this uh, couple new phenoms, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, unanimous MVP for uh, quarterback. But I think we all know that there are some flaws. I think there are... Uh, you have ways to get past him, but there's this guy who kind of took a back a step back this year, but he's reminding you what he is in the postseason in Patrick Mahomes. Love or hate, Mahomes will be the first QB to knock off the 72 Dolphins and complete a perfect season. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say hard hate on that one. <laughs> and it's, it's very simple. I, you, you say, I don't, this has to fall at some point. I don't know that it will. I think the NFL at this point has gotten so competitive. There's so much more than any given Sunday, quote unquote, thing that happens during these weeks. I mean, the freaking Patriots lost to the Dolphins a week 17. The Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick beat them. All these teams have flaws. There's no, there's no longer really a perfect team. And I'm also not so sure that once Bill Belichick leaves, that we're going to have a coach that's going to be able to build a culture that will lead to a almost perfect season. And keyword was almost as they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Um, it's just it's just too difficult to do at this time in the NFL. It's the injuries are, are worse. There's uh, more protections on players. It's harder to play defense and uh, it's easier to score points. And it's, it's there's fluky things that happen. It's I just don't think we're ever going to see it again. Um, and if we do, it's going to take a damn special quarterback and a damn special coach and a damn special defense all to be able to do it, which is, I guess, possible. I just don't think it's probable. So I will say hate Patrick Mahomes will not be the one to do it uh, in Kansas City. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say hate, man, um, only because it, w- it was more than just Brady on that team. Mahomes is a special player, but it, it, the list of that was on that Patriots team in 2007 is more of what made them as special as they were. You're talking Kevin Falk and Randy Moss and Stallworth and Wes Welker and Ben Watson and Matt Lighton. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just the offense. You know what I'm saying at that point. And then you had uh, Vince Wilfork and Teddy Bruschi and Mike Vrabel and Asante Samuel, like name after name after name. On the defensive end, the Chiefs don't have that. 
you know, right now. I mean, they, they have some players on there that can that can do some things, but you had special guys like Junior Seau was on, as a linebacker on that Patriots team that almost won a championship. So until you get a team like that that has as many names and as many future Hall of Famers on one team, I don't think we'll ever see a team that get anywhere close. The closest thing we've seen was the Cam Newton 16-1 squad and got all the way to the Super Bowl. Outside of that, who else have we seen that's really come forward and can say they've had that many that level of talent on their team to get there. I think as soon as they get that level of talent, which I don't know if will ever happen again, then quite possibly they can get there and compete and try. But I don't see any team going, having a record-breaking season like those guys did back in 2007. It was really special. We've had a couple teams come close. Just yeah, The only one I think of is your, your Broncos, um, Cam Newton's uh, uh, Panthers a few years ago. Because then the Broncos got like 14-2 and two one year. Yeah, like we the had broken, a fourteen and two yeah, team the this year with the, bro- the Baltimore yeah. Ravens. I mean, it's 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 so if it's so like and and the Ravens lost to Cleveland of all teams, they got killed by Cleveland, destroyed by Cleveland. And that was the last loss until the playoffs. By the way, they that they took that one personally, but that just kind of goes. I, I agree. Uh, any given Sunday, correct? Yes. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. Uh, we will move on to the Hall of Fame, and. Uh, Next year's Hall of Fame class is pretty stacked. You got guys like Peyton Manning, Jared Allen, um, uh, uh, Megatron's gonna be in there. Like uh, it's uh, Charles uh, Woodyard. Like I mean, it's just it's absolutely stacked. Love or hate, next year's Hall of Fame class will have multiple first-year ballot Hall of Famers. Say the names again for me. I'm pulling up the list now, but could you like just Jared repeat Jared Allen, um, the, the Peyton Manning, uh, Megatron's in there. Um, uh, it, it, it's it, There's uh, like five legit first ballot style Hall of Famer. Um, well, yeah, based on the guys here. that you mentioned there, I'll, I'll say love. I mean, you got Peyton, you got, I think Calvin Johnson could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I know he had a shorter career, but he was dominant when he played. Um, Jared Allen might be a little bit more borderline, but I mean, he was one of the best defensive linemen, pass rushers, when we watched him play. So, I mean, multiple, you need is two. So I just named you two right there. Um, I think it's really cool when you get these classes of a ton of great first ballot guys all at the same time. It's like, you get, like this year's class to me is kind of okay, right? Like we just talked about it last segment. Like I think Paul Lamalu is great at, you know, Edron James statistically deserves it. But just in general, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, ho-hum. Some of these players are in it, but you're like, Peyton Manning and you said Charles Woodson and all these guys you're like oh my god this is my childhood this is my memory of watching the NFL I think that's pretty cool so yeah I'll I'll say I'll say love Uh, multiple guys will be first ballot Hall of Famers I mean we've had it a couple of times the last few years where multiple guys on their first ballot made it um, because it's just when you're that special you're that special and uh, that's just sounds like what's going to be coming up next year I'm I'm loving that there'll be multiple first year guys correct Uh, I, I love it just in just off top, the the best five guys for this next year's class are all first year uh, first year Hall of Fame nominees. So uh, it goes without saying, Peyton Manning should go there. I don't have to tell everybody why he's freaking Peyton Manning. Let's just leave it at that. And then uh, Charles Woodson, you know, oh hell yeah, yeah, Charles Woodson, easily uh, one of the greatest corners and DBs of all time. Charles Woodson actually made it really fashionable outside of Deion Sanders, real fashionable. One of the first corners, one of the first football players to be sponsored by Jordan, like right around uh, my eighth grade you know freshman year of high school man Charles Woodson had a really good training shoe and stuff like that so he was one of those people that made the number 24 kind of an iconic football number you know much the way some of those other some of the numbers become iconic in basketball man Calvin Johnson Megatron 
He played in Detroit for that long and was so freaking good. I just good. saw this not to give you a point, but he had 122 catches in 2012. Hey man, this dude was unstoppable, and he played hurt. He played with concussions, He play, and that's the reason his career got cut short. He got tired of uh, going through concussion protocol all the time. But, again, for somebody to be that loyal to Detroit where you could have left and went and played somewhere else is great. And then Jared Allen, one of the best pass rushers that the NFL has had over the past 15 years, uh, four times, I think, oh, four times all pro. Not pro bowl, all pro, meaning you are the best in the world at your position. I absolutely think this is a stacked Hall of Fame class, and anybody else coming in is just going to be happy to be on the card with See, them. See, this is where the benefit for Rashad going second is, is he had a chance while I was talking to open up the list of players and look at stuff. Yes. And I was just like, please I, say the name again. What happened to us switching and stuff like that? Wasn't I don't that know what supposed, happened. supposed to be one of the way It's on you guys, man. It's not my job to tell you who's, who's supposed to go first. I you. thought like the winner was supposed to decide who gets to go first. Yeah, uh, th- th- then we do was? that and then we then we like fell off and stopped doing it. But oh, we can start switching. That's fine because that is a, that is a noticeable that was a advantage. Huge advantage. That's there. a huge advantage I that whoever like, goes second gets. I'm like typing while talking like yeah. 2021 pro football. Like Help! We can always switch to guy like every other. Like you go first, and I go first. Okay, and you okay. go first. We can right. always do that too. Right. Well, you guys come up with rules, and you let me know. Yeah. All right, I'll run the show. Gotcha. Uh, finally, we're gonna move on. You're gonna leave us with the responsibility. Yeah, That's yes, a bad right. idea. Uh, <laughs> um, we never really talked about this, or I mean, we kind of have glossed on it, but there's been so much NFL going on since uh, the news of Mike Leach's departure from Washington State where he left for Mississippi State now that uh, that's a tough conference there yes Mississippi it is. state's playing in and but Mike Leach is just one everywhere he's gone he's one he wins 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 and wins and what happens with wins he gets top 25 ranked teams wherever he goes love or hates. Leach will have Mississippi State at a top twenty as a top twenty-five team within the next two seasons. Um, hmm, hmm. That's two, a that's a that's hmm. a great question. Yeah, two seasons is a good way to put it because Leach didn't get Wazoo into the top twenty-five in the first couple of years. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'll, I'll say I'll say heat on this one. It might take a little bit longer for him at Mississippi State. You mentioned the SEC being a really difficult conference. That's gonna be part of it. Uh, he's gonna bring an offense that has worked everywhere he's gone, and he's gonna bring an offense that the SEC doesn't have a lot of in the true air raid offense. Uh, so he'll catch some teams off guard. However, I think that the defenses in the SEC are also going to be better suited to playing against an air raid offense. But again, however, if I go Stephen A. Smith on you, he's going to have the best recruiting classes available to him because he's coaching in the SEC at Mississippi State. Uh, of course, he was in Texas, but Texas Tech is not a school that recruits well in Texas. They get the castoffs. Going to Wazoo, I mean, you're you're scraping the bottom of the barrel in your own state against UW, and you're get, going into Idaho and Montana and getting you know California guys as well. Mississippi, you're gonna get you're in the hotbed of football. You're in the hotbed of recruiting. You're gonna be able to go to Florida. You're gonna be able to go to Texas. You're gonna be able to get all the guys from the South. So I think he will eventually be able to get that working there, but I think it's gonna take him a little bit longer because the SEC is just so tough. So hate that they'll be in the top 25 in the first two years. Uh, I I also hate it. I mean, just for the, if he was going anywhere else, Big Twelve, Big Ten, I, I might be able to to love it. But the simple fact is, he's still going to the best conference in all of football, which is the SEC, and coming from the Pac-12, which is considered one of the worst uh, Power Five conferences in all of college football. As far as you know, offensively, you you can you can get away with that air raid offense and 
throwing for 7,000 yards a season and 500 yards a game. But in the SEC, where everything is much slower and the, af- and the guys uh, are, are much bulkier, he's going to be able to have to figure out a way uh, to find an offense that works. I do think him coming to the SEC, however, gives him a little a uh, little bit of cachet. You know, Mike Leach is a name that you absolutely know. It's a name that you're incredibly familiar with. And so I think uh, recruiting against guys uh, like Ed Orgeron at LSU is going to be huge for him. Uh, recruiting, uh, obviously, against Nick Saban and some of those other ones, man. Even the guys that Alabama doesn't get, if you can figure out a way to get them uh, into the building to come to Mississippi State, man, you've got a great opportunity to build something great. So maybe not this year or the next year, but look within the next four, uh, three to four years for Mike Leach to build something special at Mississippi I, State. I'm very excited for Lane Kiffin versus Mike Leach in the egg I'm bowl. excited for Lane Kiffin. I saw his interview and I was like, man, I, I see a guy that's grown up and it's at least kind of, you know, he, he he learned that he was a bit of an a-hole and now he's kind of transformed that and he's trying to do the best thing. So I'm excited to see what Lane Kiffin does this year. All right, Jesse. Are you silently counting over there? Yes. Littering in. <laughs> Littering in. You see, when there's a microphone, you got to use some words. There was a lot of points handed out, though. I heard a lot of points. What? Uh-oh. Is it a tie? tie? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we don't have time to do another question. We'll share so the segment. We'll share the segment. We have we have what we're doing anyway. We're going to talk about the commercials, and we're going to talk about the halftime show. So, uh, we're soccer. Woo! Yay! We tied. Yes. That's next here on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Don't be mad, Rashad. Well, Don't be mad. It's a tie. A, like, why do we first need your music? All, well, because A. Play mine too, on top of it. No, no. That Play would be both songs. That would be ear death. Also, this is a longer music bed, so it will last until the end. How Jesse, long is this? Jesse, Jesse. See, it can work. Okay, no, it doesn't work. It does already. not work. It does not work. It what? does not work. No, this is working. <laughs> no. No, it's, uh, it's not working. No. So you can just play mine. It's cool. You can cut Lynch's. No, he cut yours off, see, because he likes mine better, because it's better. Yours makes sense for a music bed. Yes, it does. Um, all right, so we only have a couple of minutes left, but uh, I wanted to give a little love to the halftime show this year, which for the first time, guys across America will be watching with absolute pleasure and their girlfriends will be glaring a hole through their side of the face well hey that's fine way better song there we go (laughs) um we got shakira and j-lo both doing the halftime show and when i saw that i went yes please this is what i want i don't want to watch 85 year old aerosmith i don't want to watch Maroon 5 for the fifth time. I don't want to watch Imagine Dragons. Yes. I love Maroon 5. J-Lo and Shakira. I don't care about the music. I just want to watch them. Well, I mean. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. J-Lo is like 50 years old and she looks like she's 18. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of the way J-Lo and Shakira are, um, their bone structures. Mm. They're awesome. Great. Um, Yeah. That said, the movement of their bodies. Yeah, the the, they're really the good at walking. 
um, Shakira's Whenever, Wherever, I think that's the name of the song. It came out like my sophomore year of college. Whenever. Yeah. Whenever. And the way she <laughs> could move her <laughs> hips, <laughs> I think every single dude was like, oh my gosh, that's that's my new wife right there. Like that <laughs> ruined, th- ruined other ladies forever. That became why everybody's like new wife. Why can't you move like Shakira? Or why can't you... You know, have the body like J Lo, and it was one Come of those on, things. So, drive harder. so I think I think there are a lot of they're going to be a lot of guests, guys, perving out watching uh, Shakira and J Lo. Me personally, guilty. Both of those are not the greatest live performers, and so I would like to see a better a performance more than anything. So you're going to get performance. I don't know how good it's going to be. Look at you being all Mister like it's Mr. one of those things. In all hoity toity over listen, here. Listen, listen. Uh, there's a lot of great performers you could have used, and they didn't. Like, they still haven't reached out to Chris Brown. I'm waiting for that. I don't even like Chris Brown like that. But Rashad, he is the you, best. You listen, cannot have listen, Chris bro. Brown do the Super Bowl. You can. Why can't you? Because he went to prison. Everybody in the NFL went to prison. What do you mean? It's it's a bad look. You can't. No. Uh, well, that was, that was also, a long time ago. Also, his ween is out there, okay? Like, uh, man, that's, that's, man, details. Details. Either way, Chris Brown puts on a great show. I would much rather see him than uh, than to honestly J Lo and Shakira. They're awesome. But look at you picking Chris Brown. I would never. Hey man, I never would have expected that from hey you. Man, have you seen Chris Brown perform? Be better. Have you seen Chris Brown perform? No. Man, then I you don't have care. no idea. Listen, I don't care. There are three. There are three people that people consider the greatest performers of all time. Do you know who they are? Freddie Mercury. Well, no, like not. I mean, it's like Jimi Hendrix. Okay, well, you know, maybe just from, <laughs> from another group. But yes, Freddie Mercury's up there for me. Not not like that, but it's Mike, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Chris Brown. As far oh, as Beyonce man singing, too. I guess Michael absolutely. Jackson. Yeah, Beyonce. I, I don't know if I've really seen a lot of her doing live performances. She's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, isn't it just choreography and singing? Isn't that kind of what J Lo and Shakira do? No, they don't do choreography or singing. J Lo used to be a fly girl a long time ago in Living Color. She's J Lo's an okay dancer. She's just, she's not Beyonce. Shakira is an okay singer. She ain't Beyonce. All right. It's just one of those things. So I mean, looking forward to it. It should be fun. Hey, Shakira, wherever, wherever. It gives you something you to watch. Jenny from the block? Yes. And you I know? also I also hope that the commercials are better. The last few years, maybe we've just become tougher critics because we look forward to them, but I haven't loved the commercials the last few years. I hope there's a Ja Rule uh, sighting tonight. I hope I hear I'm real, and I hope there's a Ja Rule sighting. I want to put 10 bucks on, on you know. Just oh, as like a special guest? Yes. Yeah. Well, so we'll see. Right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, good luck with your bets, whichever ones you picked. For those curious, I went Niners money line, Niners under, and I picked a couple of MVPs, uh, George Kittle and Nick Bosa. So uh, good luck if uh, if you pick the Niners or if you pick the Chiefs. And uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy your Super Bowl parties if you're having one or enjoy just watching the game and commercials by yourself if that's what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, enjoy it because it's the last football game. No, we're I'm not counting the XFL. It's the last football game until August. And uh, we're Sports Sunday next week, right? We are Sports Sunday. We're back Sunday. to Sports Sunday. We are back to being able, being allowed, quote unquote, to talk uh, whatever the hell we want. That's what's up. I mean, we'll probably talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Well, let's do it. And uh, we'll talk some Blazers if Damian Lillard stays nuclear. And we'll, uh, you know, dr- trade deadlines next week in the NBA. So there'll be stuff to get to. Yeah. I'm with we'll it. We'll get to it. And I'm we'll s- have a little bit more fun, too. And I'm hoping we see some jaw rule. So here we go. Enjoy the game, everybody. Next week, 9 to 11, we'll be back. We'll see you then. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.